Hey guys, it's Kathy. So I thought it might be fun if every Tuesday I were to bring you behind the scenes for a casual conversation about stuff that's going on in life, in business, marriage, parenting. So we're going to do that once a week and I'll get to share with you some of the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the challenges. Maybe I'll bring a team member of mine on sometimes and we'll talk about how things are going if we just launch something, you know, what were sort of the, the ins and outs of what was really cool about it, what we learned. Maybe I'll bring on a friend of mine and we can talk about how we're, we're navigating certain things in our life or in our marriages. And sometimes I'll bring on my husband and we can talk about how we're growing together or what's going on that's really actually hard for us. But uh, these are the things that I just feel like sometimes I really want to share with you and I don't always get to share them with you when I'm interviewing a guest. So every Tuesday, I'm going to be bringing you behind the scenes, up close and personal into all the things that are sort of making up my life beyond just sitting down and interviewing incredible people. Hope you enjoy it. I'm glad to be spending an extra time with you every week. So let's get to today's episode. Hi guys, I'm going to be joined in just a couple moments by one of my very good friends. We are going to be talking about our lives, business. We're also going to be talking about the business of coaching for those of you who want to have a coaching business because my friend who's coming on, Miss Kelsey Murphy, is an incredible coach and she's also someone who's trained so many coaches to be having their own incredible coaching businesses. Well, thank you so much for the nice comments. You guys are very, very kind. Um, it has been, it had, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, if you DM me, I can send you the woman in my hair, but I just realized she's local. She's in South Florida. So that might not be so helpful to all of you. Um, I will just give you a little update, which is I am just in it right now, you know, and my friend Heidi said to me, it's beautiful that you have the willingness to just feel all your feelings. And uh, I was listening to pentatonics. How many of you type a one in the chat? If you love yourself some pentatonics, especially, especially around the Christmas season. Um, but I was listening to their version of can you feel the love tonight? And um, Kelsey, I see you requesting I'm going to add you in a second. And I just cried the deepest, deepest tears. Um, my dad is sick and um, it's just, we're in that chapter, you know? Some of you have been in that chapter. And when I let myself feel the feelings, you guys, it just takes me down to the studs. And that song, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? It just moves me so much because when someone you love is in this kind of a season, all that you are enveloped with is love. So much love. How much love you feel for this person, how much love you know they feel for you. And it's been a very, it's bittersweet. There's a sweetness to the meaningfulness. Um, and it's also really intense. And I'm sure that I will share more as the journey continues. Um, and you know, doctors don't really always know, you know, God only knows those, those, um, those big things, you know, when we're going to be coming in this world and when we're going to be leaving, um, but we're making the most of the time that we have. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who's just been so kind and so generous and sending all those things. And the reason I wanted to acknowledge it is because, um, 
it is here, right? It is going on for me and, and for us in this season. And it doesn't mean that I can't also enjoy, right? Being present, spending time with you guys, still showing up, enjoying things with my kids, getting to do some work and really loving it. Um, and thank God I do something that I absolutely love that really doesn't feel like a job. But there are definitely, you know, lots of things lately that I find myself just rescheduling. Um, but this was something I really wanted to do. I love Kelsey so much and I love the work that she does. And so I'm going to add her right now and we're, so are you guys ready? I'm excited. Let's see if we can get her to come live. I just, there she is. Hi. Hi. I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never done this before. I'm so excited. You are doing great. It has been, <laughs> it's been one second and you are crushing it. So <laughs> welcome. Um, I love you so much. And uh, you're one of my favorite friends. You know that. I love you. I feel so spoiled every time I get to talk to you or you send me a text message or a Voxer and you're like, hey, let's just hop on. I'm like, oh, I would love seeing your face. And then the fact that we get to be friends and then also talk business is like, we're very lucky. Very we're lucky. Very lucky. And Kelsey, you're one of the most generous people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> um, so I, I feel so grateful to just know you. You inspire me to be a really good person all the time. Um, so what I thought would be really fun is if we talked a little bit about our, our lives and businesses a little bit. Um, because just recently somebody said to me, it's the coolest thing when you and your friends, like when you share what's going on with you and uh, we learn so much from that. And somebody said to me the other day, I, I wish I could be a fly on the wall when you and your friends have like a mastermind moment. Um, so I thought we could give a little bit of an update, highlights and things that where we're at in this season, what's exciting. And also, how many of you who are watching right now um, are a coach on, on some level? Fitness coach, health coach, life coach, business coach. Type a one in the chat if you are a coach in any capacity. Um, so I think that in my community, there's a lot of folks who are in the healing arts who really love making space for people and really help helping people have a transformation, a paradigm shift of some kind. And Kelsey's so good. She's one of the best coaches I've ever seen in action and very, very generously and very much in line with answering your call. You've been now helping other coaches to, to coach, which is just it's just so cool. Um, it's just so cool. I was actually just thinking, uh, coming home tonight, how I used to teach songwriters the business of songwriting, and I don't do that anymore. And people say to me now, gosh, I wish I would have gotten in <laughs> when you did that. Because it is, you know, it's one of those things. It's so generous that you're deciding to do that right now. You might not always do that, right? But you're doing it now. And so I figured let's have you on. Let's talk about our lives. And then maybe we can extrapolate a little bit of goodness around what you advise people who want to have a coaching business, who want it to be impactful and profitable. Um, so, so just for everyone who's joining, that's what we're going to talk about. So let's start with... Um, Tell us a little bit about the season you're in right now, what you are so excited about in your life and your business, 
And maybe one thing, ooh, this will be juicy since it's December, one lesson, one lesson that you learned in 2021, like learning something that you're not taking with you into then 2022. Uh, something, something I would lovingly leave here. <laughs> yeah. So highlights and then something you learn from this year that you can, you can learn, learn that will help you in 2022. Mm. Oh my gosh. So many juicy questions. I feel like, and you're, you know, you're going to get like the, the raw answers from me. I mean, I, I feel like if you have children in the background, I'm going to try to keep this PG. So I'm not dropping as many F-bombs as I normally do, but I feel like when you start to get real and talk about like where you actually are in business and what's been coming up, it just, um, oh, it gets emotional. Like, I mean, this has been such a year for me. Like you were saying, so funny. I was just talking to Colin. Colin and I have been like pouring a lot of wine <laughs> and, and having a lot of conversations about what the next year looks like. And also really trying to celebrate getting through this year because this was such a hard year for us. Like, oh. Like so crazy. And I put one in the chat if this was a hard year for you. I mean, like, like well, it was like we assumed 2021 yeah. was going to be the hard year. And then all of a sudden, you know, like it was, or we assumed 2020 was the hard year. And then all of a sudden, 2021 came and we thought it was going to be easier. And I think that almost like took us all back because we were like, right. No, it was supposed to be easier and it got harder. Like, like, yeah. And next year is going to be tricky too. You know, next year, like it's, everything's supposed to be calming down. Like life's supposed to be going back to normal, but it's not, it's going to evolve and change and we're going to have to evolve with it. And I mean, like you were just saying about your business, like this year has made me insanely grateful for my business. Like, oh my gosh, like not only that I love it, like there's a big difference when you, when you have a successful business, but you don't love it. Like like we're very lucky in the fact that we love the people. We love the evolution of it. We love what we're doing. Like we can nerd out about it. Those are the things we literally can nerd out about. Right. Um, but you know, it's also the freedom it gives us the lifestyle to be with our kiddos. And you have three beautiful girls and I have two little girls and, and mine are really young, you know, and we're talking about maybe having a third and just like, you know, that being in it, like when you're in the trenches with kids and they're growing and evolving and you realize you're going to be in charge of them showing up in the world as, as citizens, you know, <laughs> like, like you want, you want to enjoy that as much as you can. Like being a mom is still freaking hard, right? But like, you want to be there, you want to be present and you want to soak it up because you're going to blink and they're going to be out of the house and in different phases of life. And so um, I'm really just trying to, to embrace that right now, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly of that. And, uh, while also like loving up on, on my business, you know, and this is kind of a long way to a ham sandwich, but Colin and I are sitting there with, with, uh, wine being like, what is, what is the next year hold, right? What is the next year going to look like? And I think for me, from a business perspective, it may look very different, like, I'm running this mastermind right now, you know, that, that is, is beautiful and intimate. And I get to like talk coach one-on-one -on -one with these women and, and just be in, I mean, I'm up in their business, right? Like they have, they're voxering me every day. It's very intimate. And as, as we grow, and as you know, like the opportunities arise and you, your priorities shift. And especially if we're going to have another baby, I'm like, yeah, I don't know that this offer 
is, is, is going to be the offer after like a year, you know, like, I don't know that this is the next place. I think we'll offer some iteration of this. And I love coaches. Like I just have this soft spot for coaches and I get very angry in the world when coaches are done a disservice by saying, go and coach your heart out, but they're given no structure, no methods, no tools. And it's just like, go join this wild, wild west of an industry and good luck. You know, like now you know how to be a coach, go make your money where people are like, well, yeah, I might be a really good coach, but I, I don't know how to build a business around it. How do I get those consistent clients? Like, and that creates stress for them. And then they're not on their game as coaches. And these big, huge, empathetic, wonderful communicators that make the world a better place then are not set up to be successful. And so that like always like that, like that's where I start to get really frustrated. And I'm like, I, I, I don't think setting up a really simplified coaching business is difficult at all. There are some crucial pieces to it, but it's not that hard. And I think that it can be taught very easily um, in a really cool, safe, structured space. Right. And that's what I'm doing. So I think that while the mastermind is like super high touch and hands-on, um, I, I don't know that we'll do that that much. I don't know that we'll run that many more rounds of it. Um, and I know you're going through this in your business too, of like, what do we run? What are we scaling? How do we keep it connected and aligned to what we care about? Like, um, and I think there will be a different iteration of the coach's mastermind. It will become a little bit more group or course or program oriented. But right now it's very, very intimate, very cool, um, and, and we're, we're running that round right now. So that's like, that's like the most exciting thing with work right now, but it's also, it's also very exciting to watch it grow. You know, we're definitely in a growth season, which I feel yeah very grateful for. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good too. I feel like for everybody who's listening, I think a couple pieces that you can take away from that for yourself is that it's really a part of the process to keep pivoting, to keep iterating, and to keep checking in with like, what feels really good? You know, does this offer feel good? Do I want to raise my price? Do I want to do a one-to-many offer? Do I want to do a one-to-one offer? Um, I was just talking to Kelly Roach about this the other day that, you know, there are certain people who are going to be charging a really high price point. And what people don't always understand is that if you, and this is just an example of what we're talking about, but if you charge, let's say there are people who charge $50,000, $80,000, $140,000, so your visibility might go down if your rates go right. up. You're, you're behind a certain paywall. And then there are other people who might have a, a, a less expensive something. It might be $500. It might be $1,000. But their visibility might go up, right? Yes. So it, it kind of, it's important to study and learn what people are doing and sort of look around mm -hmm. and, and then try it on and be like, you know, what do I really want? Do I want to work with people? sort of in a small container at a higher price point, or do I want to work with more people, right? So then there's not as much access to me. Um, and the visibility is is up from there. So um, that's, that's important for people to hear, right? Because I think that there is this like, misnomer that you choose something and you do that for the next 40 years. But nobody that I know does that, right? We, we try things on, we run them, we see how they feel sometimes even when they're really successful, right? Um, I mentioned before that I used to teach songwriting, right? I was a songwriter for 10 years and I knew the business of songwriting and I couldn't believe I was making half a million dollars a year as a songwriter. You know, I mean, that's not a population of the world you think is doing really well monetarily. So I started teaching that to other people. 
from teaching that I started a podcast and the, the songwriting course was doing so, so well. And I, I ended it and it was still, you know, it was, and you and I talked a lot about that, um, but it just wasn't aligned anymore. And then I started doing other things. Um, and even with that, you know, I've tried all these different things on and, and we just made a huge change drum roll. Nobody even knows this yet because it hasn't even gone live yet, but you guys, um, last week I was sitting with friends of mine in South Florida. We've all moved down here. Um, Susie Moore's moved down here and Kate Northrup and Sahara Rose and Tracy Campoli. We were sitting together and, and, and Kelly, and we had this conversation and we all were weighing in and, um, I actually moved my podcast category. So I've been in the business space category since I started. And who wants to guess? <laughs> Let's make it a game. Uh, we just changed categories. And um, it's very significant for me in terms of alignment and in terms of what you can expect that's coming next year, which I am, I, I you know, when you're just finally like raising your hand to be authentic and it just feels so good. It's so liberating. <laughs> like, will you totally fall on your face? Will people not like it? I don't know. But you at least have that feeling of, uh, like, this is really who I am. Yes, 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 yes. Um, you guys are getting it. Um, so yeah, I'm, we moved into the, the spirituality, um, it, how it's listed on iTunes is spirituality slash religion. And, you know, a lot of people have podcasts in there that would know Wayne Dyer, even though he's deceased, he has a podcast in there, Joel Osteen, um, Louise Hay. Uh, but I just feel like this is where I always wanted to be. And, um, there was a part of me that felt on some level, like if I wanted to keep up with the boys, like I needed to like have this podcast in this business space. But for me, and Kelsey knows this, is like not keeping your day job was never about work. It was always about purpose, right? It was never about work. It was always about purpose. And my favorite things to do are to help people completely and totally live life on their terms, to completely and totally accept the assignment that God has given you that he placed on your heart when he put you in this world. And so um, I'm really, really excited about it. But um, I want to talk to you about your your mastermind, Kelsey. And I do love, oh, I nerd out, like you said, about business because part of, right, part of living and thriving in this world is learning the technology and the mechanisms of how to truly communicate value to other people and how to really rally and muster radical amounts of empathy to hold whatever is going to be an answer for someone else's problem. And to me, you know, and for Seth Godin and for you, that's what business gets to be, right? That's what business gets to be. And it's so fun to then understand what are some of the mechanisms that are really, like you said, simple, right? That they don't have to be complex, especially when we remind ourselves that what we're always selling, what we're always transacting around is our energy, right? It's always how much resonance, how much presence, how much love are you available to give, right? And that goes like 99% of the way. But then I think for you to share, Kelsey, like, let's talk about some of these like pieces, right? And then obviously, if people want to really implement these things, they can learn more about your mastermind. But I think it would be cool for you to even start to like lay out for us right now. If somebody's listening to this, and they wanted to make a business out of coaching, 
when you said it can actually be simple, what are some of the simple structures, the simple ways and methods that people can not only be an amazing coach, but be profitable so that they can stay home. You know, Kelsey just bought her family a beautiful house, you know, like it's so exciting that the two of us can just, you know, like it's a jacket, just there we go, have a happy Christmas. So being profitable is a beautiful gift, right? So that you can fully, fully thrive. So why don't you share a little bit about what's available, what's possible for people who want to be coaching? What does it look like? What can we start to even visualize for our businesses? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, like you said, we could nerd out about this for for so long and I avoided helping people start their businesses for a really long time. I just wanted to be a coach. And, and you know this because when you and I were in a mastermind many, many moons and years ago, um, all I would talk about was like, I just want to be home with my kids. Like, what is, how can I simplify this to just be home with my kids and then make, make money? Because yep. the make money part was important to me from an emotional standpoint. I have always had to be financially independent. Um, it's very important to me to be financially independent. And what I was coming from, from a corporate world, um, like I, I wanted to make significant money, right? So I wanted to be able to make that. But at the same time, like there was nothing that made me happier than sitting with my kids. And I would joke about how I like to go to the grocery store with my kids, you know, like that was my thing. Like I wanted to be like going out and making sure I was with them, like in these tiny, 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 insignificant moments. And, um, and if I couldn't have a business built around that, then I didn't want it. Right. Like that was the, the crux of building the business. And so for me, I needed to find something that worked within that lifestyle. So I'm always teaching people to create a lifestyle business, right? Like look at the lifestyle you want because everybody wants a different lifestyle. Some people are like, I never want to go to the grocery store with my kids ever. Like, please don't make me go. Or like, I don't want to. But for me, like when people come to me, um, most of the people in the mastermind want something similar. Most of the people want these tiny lucrative businesses, right? Like they're not... Um, wanting to go and be the next thought leader on the on the stage doing TED Talks. Now, after they come into the mastermind and they start making money, they're like, well, me, well, you know, and I'm like, oh, I've been there. Like, so it's like, but once you have that financial security, you see the opportunity, you realize that those things can coincide. You can make such significant money while still serving and helping people. And it's this beautiful exchange. Once you see it and feel it, you believe it. And then it's like all the other opportunities start to come out in front of you. And then you get to decide, right? Where before you just are like, no, 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 no. You're very, for at least for me, I'm very protective. Like I'm like, no, 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 no. I just want to make the money in my, this, these three days a week of working and that's it, right? Until you have that shift and you start seeing kind of a lot of what you teach, Kathy, right? When you see that beautiful exchange and you're helping and you're shifting people's lives and you're bringing in the finances for your family, it's like, oh my gosh, this is possible. And you're still working only three days a week and you're home with your kids. Like that's the goal. So for me, when I'm teaching people 
specifically coaches, when I'm teaching them to build that business, I'm like, we're going to build around the lifestyle. So what's the lifestyle you want first? And if it is that very simple lifestyle, then we're going to start in phase one, phase two, and phase three. And I meet them where they are, usually in the mastermind. People are usually in phase two in the mastermind. So phase one of a coaching business is really identifying you can get people results. People always ask, do I need to be certified or what certification should I get? And I'm like, you are a coach when you can get someone results or a transformation. Like that's when you are a coach. I don't care what certification you have. I don't care what that is. If you can get someone the result or the transformation that you're telling them you can get them, then that is beautiful. You, you've checked off phase one. So I want everyone in phase one to know I can get people this result or this transformation. There may be people in corporate who have never, ever done a coaching certification, and they already know they've been talking with so many friends and family. They can get them the transformation that they'd love to monetize. I'm like, you've been doing it for 10 years. Like now let's figure out how to monetize that, right? So that's phase one. And I would usually say, you get you you work with three to five clients for free like you do three to five pro bono clients and you get some testimonials from them and you confirm in your heart and on paper that you can in fact get people these results or this transformation that's it like you check that box you're out of phase one you move to phase two so a lot of people are like well when am i ready or when can i charge or i'm like well, i'll give you some parameters you work with three to five people whether they're an actual client or not like get three to five people results, check that box, come meet me in phase two. Now let's start figuring out how much we're going to charge. Let's put together a beautiful, simple offer, and then let's put it out into the world. And I want you to start getting three to five paying clients. And that's where we work there, right? And then you move on and phase three is scaling, right? Phase three is booking out that business. And then once you book out that business, you decide, do I want to keep doing this and raise my prices? Or do I want to just have this booked business and just chill here for a little while, right? For a few years while I pop out a couple more babies? Or do I want to have this booked business that funds me, that brings in the income, and then begin to scale with my email list? Do I want to start doing groups? Do I want to start doing programs, right? So then we're moving into phase three. So it's I just so good. you know? It's so good. I want to ask you a question about each of the phases. So first of all, let's just highlight what Kelsey just said. And somebody just asked a question like, oh, I, was it Joy? Yeah, Joy said, oh my God, I was literally looking to get certification because I didn't feel right about coaching before I had it. So that's so good that you really hammer that home. And what she's saying, just to just for what I'm hearing is like, going and getting a few people results. And Kelsey's been in, you know, in our programs doing these Q and A's before. And she said, you know, so you could go to a few people, right. And offer to do a few, a few coaching sessions for them, right. You're gifting it to them. And then after you've seen, you know, I did get results for my neighbor. I did get results for my sister-in-law. I did get results for this woman who's in the carpool line with me. Okay. Now you can offer to charge them. Now you can say, okay, wow, this is really something. I, my question about that is, in your opinion, in your experience, what do you think is truly what a coach, a good coach is doing that's helping that person to get results? What would be your answer? Like, if you could boil it down, what do you think is the answer? And then I'll tell you what I think my guess is. 
because I do think it could be, you know, different, um, what we would both say, like, what is that ultimately? Do you think if you're a great coach, what's happening there? Yeah. Oh, I have such a good answer for this. Um, so my belief is, and this may not be a belief of everyone else, but when I, I think that when you coach, whether you're doing business coaching and marketing coaching and getting someone a financial result, or you're doing something that's a little bit more um, manifestation coaching, right, or um, transition or transformational coaching, I think one of our hardest things to do is to clarify and identify what we truly want, like where we truly want to go. So when I teach people my kind of coaching method, um, and I give everybody kind of like a method to coach with, um, I talk about a coaching container. And I'm like, you're going to hold someone in this space. You're going to take this space. You're going to hold this space for them. And you have this coach, beautiful coaching container. And the very first thing you do before you jump into giving advice, before you jump into solving any of their problems, is you identify what is going to make this year, this three months, this hour together, what is going to make it significant? What matters to you? What is the most important thing we need to be focusing on? Because in this world right now, there are so many shiny objects and there's so many emotions going on. There's so many distractions. I think often we get away from what the single most important thing is for us in a business sense, in a personal sense. It's like when you're fighting with your spouse. It's like if you boil it down and you get to the crux of it, it's like, what do you really want? And at the end of the day, you're fighting over the bathroom and it's like, I just want to feel close to him. Like, I just want to feel close. And it's like, and you're scream, you're screaming about the bathroom, you know, you're screaming about who's picking up the kids when deep down what you want is to feel close. So if we're solving for you just feeling close, we're going to handle this completely differently. And it's the same thing from a business standpoint that people are like, I want to do my email list or I want to do this. I'm like, what do you really want? And they're like, I want this amount of money in this amount of time so I can be with my kids and I can take the burden off my husband or I can take them on this one vacation that I've always gone on with my mom. It's like, okay, then we simplify to solve for that. And so I think a coach, one of the most magical things you can do is create that space in the beginning of the container. You just hold that space to say, let's really get to the root of that. Let's clarify what that looks like. Let's define what that looks like. And if you can do that, I think you're one of the best coaches out there because most coaches, not most, but some people would skip over that, right? They jump right into solving, right into what's next. Okay, if that's what you want, here we go. Instead of creating like more space there and being like, no, 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 let's focus. What is the single thing that's going to make this significant, you know? That's phenomenal. It's so good. And I do think it's one of the hardest questions. What do you really want? And even when people, my husband's like, well, what do you really want? I'm like, why, why would you ask me that? <laughs> um, so I think that that's, Excellent. My answer would be, and you do this, and um, Martha Beck, I've spoken to her a couple of times, and, and this is something that I've, I've heard her say a version of, but I would say a version of it, combining it with some of my own thoughts, which is for me, right? And, and what, I'm, what I'm doing, the way that I, I think of showing up and when I'm in, in those moments when I'm coaching people or when, or when I've seen people at their finest as coaches, I believe that a coach 
really, really a, a phenomenal coach is holding the resonance of your highest and best and calling you forward to that. And in order to do that, they're also holding for what I would say is reality, which is that every possibility is here, right? It exists right now. And so while we sometimes get caught in resistance, your coach has the, the expansiveness to allow and to allow for the most magnificent to come forth. And when someone is a stand for that and sees for you that highest and best, you, you start to tune your instrument to that, right? You start to tune your instrument. And I think what happens to all humans, all humans is that some, at some point in the day, at some point in the week, at some point in the year, we get stuck, right? We get stuck in a lot of repeating thoughts and conversations we have in our own mind um, that are really arguing for the evidence of limitations and really, really feeling really heavy and not allowing us to see clearly what really is here. And for me personally, the most productive thing I do as a coach is actually sitting still and meditating because the longer I sit in stillness, the longer I drop into center, I have a palpable amount of knowing. And I can bring, I can usher in a reality which is much larger and much more because it's infinite than where the mind holds for what is. And Kelsey, you've done that so many times for me. And, you know, thank you guys for your kind words. But I am also in this human body. And so I'll get these like right here. It's like right where you can't reach those blind spots. And I'm like, mm, like, what is it? What is it? And Kelsey many times has been like, well, I'm just going to reflect back that, you know, there's this piece and this piece. So here's, here's these two pieces and what do you do? And then you're like, and I am also standing for the truth, which is you get to have what you want. Mm -hmm. And it, we don't have to keep choosing that this has to be hard, right? We can let that, we can, we can put that down if, if we're ready, right? We make it really harder than it needs to be. So that's why I love coaching. Cause to me, it's like reality. I get to really, hold up a sign for what reality actually is. And people, after a while, they go, I believe this now. I'm like, yeah, the clients are there. The money's there. Yep. Yep. Better. People who treat you better, they're here. Yeah. Yeah. It's all here. It's all here. Let's, let's just make space for it. Let's make space for it. Um, the second thing, let's go to the second thing. The second thing you said in phase two was charging for it. Oh, Kelsey, it's so good because <laughs> it's one thing to get people all hot and bothered because you finally took off this like dirty, you know, pair of glasses they've been wearing where they can't see very much. Finally, they start to see and they really, they like come online, right? And you can feel it. And I've seen that in thousands of people that I've coached. And then you say, okay, all right, go ahead, you know, and you're going to un untether 
the boat from the dock and you're going to push them out there and they're going to raise their hand and make that offer and is very scary, right? And a lot of old stuff comes up. So what do you think really helps people to begin to charge for what they just said? You said in phase two, you've gotten people results, three, five people, whatever it is, you're, you're clear, you're great at this. And now it's time to get paid. Oh, Kelsey, what is it that allows people, do you think, to finally receive? Oh, well, I will say it's a constant practice. And it's something that I have learned because the second you learn to receive, even for one client, you may second guess yourself for the next one. Or the second you hit a certain threshold, um, you're going to shift and you're going to have to recheck in with yourself and it's a beautiful thing and it happens to coaches a ton because we are these big hearted empathetic humans right like we just want to help people right like the our our driving force is not to make money right that's usually in the back burner somewhere our driving force is to care is to empathize is to communicate is to connect Right. So when we're focusing on all of those things, this idea of then like asking someone to pay thousands of dollars is like, oh, like we literally stop breathing, which has a physical effect on us. Right. And um, it will happen time and time again. And if you're just a big, love, loving, caring person, you're just always going to have to check it back in with yourself. But what you start to realize when you have the very first experience, the very first experience of that exchange of someone giving you money and you helping them get to a transformation or result and you experience that, you recognize and have a belief of the power of it, right? And it's different than free coaching. It's different than pro bono coaching. That exchange is significantly different. I, I have friends that, that make fun of me a lot <laughs> in a loving way um, that are like, I'm gonna give you this advice, Kelsey, but I know you're gonna need to go pay 10 grand somewhere to get the same exact advice and then you'll actually do it, right? And there's something for me about putting a little bit of skin in the game, a little bit of something on the line that allows me to raise myself up. I all of a sudden put myself into a different mindset. I'm in a different vibe because I've just stepped into a different zone, into a different level. And it's almost like if you don't allow someone to get to that level to step into that vibe sometimes, then they're never going to achieve what you're hoping they will achieve, right? And it's quite frankly, none of our business what that person needs to step into that level, right? Our business is to say, this is what I feel really good. I've looked at my business model. I've looked at the transformations. I've looked at the industry. I feel really good about this number. And I say, I will say this is when it helps to work with a coach too and to check in and be like I feel good about this number is this number right right because it's not like you just choose a number out of thin air right you're gonna look at the industry you're gonna look at your skill level you're gonna put them together you're gonna choose an initial price and then I will say you go out and after three clients at that price that have all said yes let's notch it up 15%, right? And then at three clients, then we notch it up another 15%, right? There's definitely a science to the art, right? But knowing that each time you step into that, each time you go to um, ask for that exchange, right? 
there, there's going to be a natural trigger that you're going to have to check in with yourself. And each time someone says yes, and you have this beautiful experience, that trigger becomes less and less and less until it just goes away. And it's not one of those things that's like, it's always going to be there. No, I, I truly believe this one goes away. Like with enough experience, with enough exchanges like that, you have such a confident calm belief and you meet people where they are and if people come to you and they don't want to pay or they can't pay i will tell people one you can reserve time in your roster for still some pro bono spots right like like i have people that are like i want to help this person so bad i'm like i have those people too like i don't do any career coaching at all anymore but i will tell you the amount of friends and family that send send people my way for right for career coaching so i reserve a few hours on my roster to always help those people. And it just makes me feel good. So when I know I'm charging these higher amounts to make this business and this life run of mine over here, and it's a beautiful exchange and still fantastic, I still have other options. I still have other options. I have wonderful referrals of people that are less money. I have a wonderful list of free resources that I can give to people. So it's not like, hey, either you pay me this or you don't, right? Like you show up and you say, this is the amount, this is the exchange, this is the results and the transformation, right? And if it's not a fit for you, I still love you. I still love you. I get to bless you, release you back into the zone or the season of life that you're in. If you need some free resources or you need these, here's, here's this for you, right? And then you, you turn and you open yourself up for the next person that is literally clamoring, clamoring, waiting for you to come into their life to shift everything, right? And so that experience, it, it's, it's not like you just do it, like just get over your money. It's going to take a little bit, right? Like you're going to need, like, like I in the Coach's Mastermind, we have a sales coach and a money mindset coach. And they have worked wonders for me, I will tell you that. Like I, it's always a journey for me, always a journey to sit there and to understand my relationship with money and with sales and having those conversations. But it's just, it's, it's like therapy, right? Like you're consistently checking in with yourself and saying, huh, this is triggering me. Let's explore it and then let's move through it, right? Like you don't stop and say, ooh, this feels wrong. You check in, you understand and you find your way through it, you know? You know how my grandma used to say there's an expression that like there's a lid for every pot. Okay. There's a lid for every pot. And, and you see that with your, with people, you know, with dating, right? Even if this person's quirky, it's like, eventually you're like, that's the lid for the pot. Like they just like, they're a match, right? It's a match. You play those card games with your, your daughters, right? Where you turn over the memory cards and like two match and the other ones, even if they're close, it's like, Oh, he's wearing a different color hat. It's not a match. So why I say that is because we, again, you know, and this is me again, holding a, a reality, right? As opposed to something that maybe isn't the way that I see reality, which could just be helpful here. There is a buyer at every price. So I wanted to show my stepmom how unbelievable she's been with my dad. It has just been, it's so inspiring to see the way she takes care of him. And I know she doesn't need anything from me to, to tell her that I appreciate her, but I bought her a Gucci bag for, for the holidays. And she was so like, oh my God. But she's like, I do love it. I love it so much, right? And wouldn't you know, there was a line at the Gucci store, okay? 
there was also a line at Claire's. I had just taken my little girls to get their little fake earrings, you know, there was a line at Claire's. Okay. So there's people buying things that are at Claire's where like you get three, you get three free and there's people at Gucci. What I want to say is we think that the more we charge, the harder it is to make the sale. That's not true, okay? Because essentially, really understand, there is a buyer at every price. So they don't need to be sold on the price if they're that buyer at that price. There will be people because of where they are and their relationship to spending and their relationship to their worth, they would think $8 is expensive, okay? There's a lot of people who have a lot of different realities and stories based on the momentum of everything that they've lived until this moment, but there will be a buyer at every price. That's just the way that it's been since the beginning of time, and it's that way now. So when we think that it's gonna be more work to, to, to charge more is gonna take more work, it's, it's not true because we don't ever, right? We're not, we're never selling price, we're selling the value. And so just like a, a certain key will open a certain door and there's no effort, but another key that's not the right key would really be a lot of effort and then it probably would break and it won't work, it gets stuck in the door because it's not the right key. When the value is whatever it is, and you take that key and put it in that door, and now this is the buyer at this price, right? And the value is there. It's, it's literally as easy as me like picking up this iced tea. I don't have to convince them. And what wouldn't work is if the woman who was selling me this bag at Gucci walked over to Claire's and stood in front of the store where the, where the moms were buying their kids these cute little plastic bags of purses that wouldn't work for her to stand there and try to convince them why they probably want to go to Gucci and get a bag because that's not the buyer, right? That person is not the buyer right now in that moment. They're there for to solve a different problem. They're getting something for their kid. That's not where they're at, right? It's not where they're at. So what we need to do is um, it's kind of like a siren, you know, when they call the ships in just know that like you stand for what you 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 do in the world and the value that you do and you sing those notes and the boats that hear those notes will come you know like those people will come and then you don't have to convince those people because it's 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 exactly what they want it's exactly what they need right water seeks its own level and what i say especially to women who have a lot of shame and guilt around receiving money is that instead of right Instead of feeling guilty that you happen to sell, right? Maybe you do sell a Gucci bag and not everybody is a buyer for it. Instead of feeling bad about that, what you could do is instead of saying, I wish every single person could work with me, you could turn around and just give to those people, right? And it doesn't even have to be in your work, right? Instead of saying, I wish everyone could afford this, so I'm going to do whatever I need to do to take the value of it. Like, like imagine if we're using Gucci, for example, imagine if they said, well, we want everyone to be able to afford it. So then in order to do that, we won't hand stitch it. We won't do this. We won't do it. Okay, now we're back over here, right? But what if instead, Tori Birch is a good example. She went ahead and created a whole fund, right? Where she now Instead of saying every woman should be able to afford my purse, my shoes, my sunglasses, she says, 
the buyer who I sell to is my buyer. And I'm so grateful for those people. And what I'm going to do is turn around and take money that this organization makes. And I'm going to send it and create small micro loans for women all over the world. And I'm going to do all of this in the world, right? Sarah Blakely's doing this, right? All of that stuff. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. So I think that we have, um, we just told ourselves a story about this. And sometimes we're spinning our wheels and we are, we're just chewing on something that like isn't even part of the story. Kelsey, I don't know if you've experienced that, but um, it really sets you free when you realize that there will be people who would be mad that something was $5 a month, right? Because in this moment, whatever your value is, that's not something that they want to they wanna be in on, right? For, for this moment. There's things like that for me. My daughter wanted to join a sticker club, right? With extra stickers. And it wasn't the price, it was the value. I was like, I don't want more. You have slime and all this tchotchkes, all this stuff all over the house, right? And I don't want it. So I wasn't the person who got the value of why she needs to join this extra thing when she has Roblox and she has this and she has that. That value for whatever reason wasn't, it, I, it wasn't lighting me up, right? Where there are people who wouldn't spend money on one thing, but they will go spend the money on an iPhone because the value to them is so clear. It's part of their story of what they feel that they want in their life. Oh my gosh, yes. It's so funny. I just had this experience in one of your uh, calls when I showed up in mm -hmm. uh, the Made to Do This kind of alumni. You know, there they were people who were talking about things that they had built and made to do this. And now they were iterating them out into the world and they were struggling with pricing. And and you'll probably know who, I, who I'm talking about, but there was this one woman who creates boxes and they're kind of these multicultural boxes and they're there to promote diversity and to teach kids about different places in the world, right? So they would be a box and you would learn all about India and have like, you'd be able to make a little meal with the spices and you'd see a map of it and all this stuff. And she's explaining this to me and I'm like, I, like, I, I can tell you're not selling, you're not selling to me, but I am your buyer. And so when you come at me with the price, my brain is already committed. Like, like I'm thinking about my children. I live in San Diego. It's, you know, Southern California, predominantly white. I, my husband and I have spent m many, many years up in the Bay area in San Francisco, and it's much more diverse there. And I miss it. My whole body misses it and wonders how my children will be raised in a place that doesn't have the diversity. And so when someone comes at me and they are talking to me about this box that could help solve this problem, I don't even know how to solve this problem, right? Like in my brain, I just, it keeps me up at night and she has come and she's talking about a way to solve my problem. Like I would pay hundreds, it's a monthly subscription. I would pay hundreds of dollars a month to to solve this problem and give this gift to my children, right? And I, I mean, I think, and and I, I forget what her name is, but I love her. So if you're watching, I love you. But I think she was gonna charge like 20 bucks a box or something for it. And I was like, get out of here. Like, because like, I am your buyer. Like, look at me now. Find me, multiply me, right? And sell to me because I could not be happier with this exchange of money, you know? And it could, it's solving a problem that literally probably like makes me 
sick inside, right? Like it's probably affecting my health because it keeps me up at night, right? Like subconsciously, right? So those types of things, I think we forget that there are other buyers. Like I have a lot of coaches that are like, yeah, I want to do life coaching, but you know, like my, my audience is a mom who can't spend a lot of money or has to ask her husband for money. And so, you know, my question is twofold. It's one is, is that your only audience? Like, are there other people you could use your gifts to serve that actually could pay more money that you would be showing up and solving this beautiful problem for them? Can we explore those other audiences? Can we explore those other people that would build the business you want? And that's assuming this is the business you want at the income level that you want. Can we explore other people that you would be such a gift in their life? Like, let's find those people. And then you can still you can still show up and serve the moms. You can still serve them in so many ways, whether it's like, hey, I'm going to show up every Friday for a free call. Hey, I'm going to show up on an IG Live and give out my best advice. Or, hey, I'm going to take some of this money and donate it. Over There's so many ways to serve those people while also opening up this entire new idea, window belief that you can have this higher exchange of money for solving people's problems, you know? And also, I think this has to be said too, which is that, again, like I said several minutes ago, when we were talking about how a coach can really hold reality, right? Hold in the resonance for what is actually here. If you, anybody, okay, if you're sitting with a person and you are, if you are believing in scarcity, right? then 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 that was just more evidence for them that 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 that's true what i mean is if a person says it's expensive and i can't afford it so that's a really 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 juicy conversation and that's a big opportunity there are people who live their whole lives in that conversation and when i first went to los angeles and I had like a beat up old Volvo that was actually dented on like one side because my sister, long story, I don't want to blame her throw under the bus, but she took it to a pep rally in college and it wasn't really a car spot, but she thought it was a parking spot. And anyways, so um, I used to actually think about if I was going to a friend's house, what side of the street they live on. And if they lived on this side of the street, I was actually go around and park this way. So when I got out of the car, like you wouldn't see how much of a jalopy my car was. And <laughs> My parents were divorced and I had a single mom and we had tough times in high school where like we didn't even have electricity at some point and it was fine. Like I worked two jobs and it was, it, it made me so like, it's cool to be scrappy. And then you, I remember buying for myself, oh my God, with my job, I bought myself one of those small TVs that had a VCR in it. And I was like, this is amazing. It feels so good. I did it for myself. Anyway, the point is that that girl who moved to LA who was working a bunch of day jobs in the beginning, I remember taking $200. It's a lot of money for me, right? I mean, my rent at the time in LA had a roommate, but like my rent couldn't have been more than $700, right? So I remember taking $200 and going to the Peninsula Hotel, the five-star hotel. And I knew that if I got a massage there, I could spend the whole day at the spa because they let you do that. So for $200, I would go and I would sit in the lounge 
and the blanket was this like unbelievable. I actually have a few of them now, right? Now we have like a bunch of them in my house and they'd give you a cup of tea and I'd go into the sauna and there were these rolled up towels sitting in ice with lavender and I'd put them on my face and there was eucalyptus inside and I would get this massage and I would also cry, right? Let a lot go in there. And no matter what, I would go there at least once a month and I would sit there and I would let it wash over me. And it was inexpensive. Really hear what I'm saying. The cost of not going there was a really high cost. The cost of not going there would have costed me everything I've built until now. Because by going there, even though that money was irrational, right? Because it was more money than I could afford. It was worth everything because by being there and soaking it up, I was telling myself, this reality exists too. Yeah, there's a fast food restaurant on the corner and there's a five-star hotel just down the street and the whole way it smells and the way I feel and the way people are this color right this way and the way that I'm giving myself this quiet space to write in my journal. And there's literally a harp player in the lobby and I can hear it and the tea and the tea bag and the way the towel feels. It's so good for me. It's so good for me. And what wound up happening is I kept finding evidence that that reality was here, was available. And so I think about, I think about myself living in LA as a struggling artist. And I think about how I would continuously make choices that other people would say, that's really expensive. How do you afford that? And to me, those were the things I couldn't cut out. To me, those were the things that literally unlocked the next portal. And so when you sit with someone and they're literally in this place of, I can't afford this, right? Because something I like to do flipping it on its head is if you live right? Where you have Wi-Fi and you have running water, let's just use, there's got to be some basics, right? Which thank God we live here, right? We're all watching right now. On and on. So there's, a, there's many, many, many people who have this reality. I'm not talking about people who don't. But we live in a time where a hundred years ago, money and making money and being able to exchange value for value, which is money, was a, was a big process. Like you had to get on a horse or something and go miles to somewhere where there was another person. And then you had to exchange like value for like value. So maybe he had two cans of beans and you had a thing of pearls and who would be the right one. And that, that's how it went down, right? Now, right? Literally, like you can click your phone and show up and make an offer, right? And you could be resourceful and creative and say, you know what, I'm watching my kid. Maybe I could watch six other kids while I'm watching my kid. And then instead of just being here and feeling a little frustrated, I could get her some playmates, right? This is a friend of mine, she did this. This is what paid for her to get through law school. So resourceful, so smart, right? I know somebody else who was like, you know what, I'm gonna turn around and get on my phone, right? 
And he was able to make about $800 a month just doing Instacart. This is, a, this is a few years ago, right? Took that $800, invested it in this program. This program taught him how to invest money, turn that money around. Holy crap, here comes the last two years. He bought Zoom, he bought all this stuff. It's a riot. It's nuts what he just made, right? To take that $800 and learn investing from this guy. Like we just don't live in the reality of, I can't do this. The question is, how can I do this? Because it exists. Because it's here, right? Because it's here, because it exists, because it's here, because it exists. And so I think part of it is we have to be in touch with that. And so I, I think for people who are going to be making any kind of an offer, if you're going to be asking people to pay you five grand, 10 grand, 20 grand, whatever it is, I don't care what it is. You've got to, you've got to be able to look at your life and see where you just spent money like that, like nothing. You got to be doing that. Because if you're not doing that in your life, you're not quite able to help that other person live in a different story, right? Because you're still holding for, oh, 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 I know. That's why I'm tripping on my words right now. Because I got to convince you because this, because, oh my God, because I'm taking from you. It's like, no, no, no. It is a gift for them. Those days at the peninsula. Thank God. In fact, had the, it would have accelerated how, how quickly I made a million bucks if they would have charged me $600 a day, right? I would have gotten there even faster, but I still got there, right? I still got there. And then really quickly, it went from a million to 5 million and from 5 million to 8 million because it's a freaking story, right? It's a story. So that's why I find it just so fascinating because men don't, I don't experience men doing this as often as women like squirm um, and a charge. It's, it's like the pitch, your voice goes up. Your voice goes up whenever um, I just interviewed this Sarah Walton. She's in the mastermind. I just interviewed her on the podcast and she was describing the way it sounds when you're uncomfortable and you're selling on a discovery call, right? You're trying to, to, have this great conversation with someone, which is just be a beautiful connection, right? To say, where do you want to go? What's holding you back from getting there? And if I can help you get there, is that something you want to do? Like, let me show you what that looks like. You know, whenever anyone comes in, they're like, could I have your script for your discovery call? I'm like, yes, but you're not going to be impressed. <laughs> like, but let's work on it together because it's not the script. It's what's inside you when you're saying it, right? And then you show up and you say, here's what a relationship with me looks like. And Sarah cracks me up whenever she, she walks, she's a money mindset person, right? So she walks people through this and she was like, do you notice that your voice goes, it's, it's a thousand dollars. Like, yeah, like, it was like, we turn into children and our voice pitch goes up here and it's so interesting. And you just think, what do you think that's doing to the other person on the other end of the line? Instead of just saying, here's what the relationship looks like. Here's what the price is. Here's how it would work. Is that something you would want to do? No. Okay, great. I've had such a good time talking with you. Yes. Amazing. Let's get started. I can't wait. Right. Like as calm and simple and as beautiful as that, that should be right. Like, I feel like it's just, we, um, we get so nervous and we forget we have our own issues inside. Um, and that's okay. It's okay to have our own issues, right? It's just important that you don't let those issues hold you back from that life that you're talking about, from that exchange that you can create, from this entire new journey that you could be stepping into, right? And I'm so grateful 
like that, that when we were in a mastermind together, like I, we were surrounded, right, by these incredibly impressive people who had hearts of gold, I mean, and were doing amazing things. And I feel like we were all just looking around at each other being like, how do we get so lucky? And everyone thought that about the other person at the same time, right? And we were all like, how do we get so lucky? We're in a room of such successful women that are also like such good big hearts. And I remember that was a turning moment for me, putting myself in a mastermind, surrounding myself with people like that, because I, I kind of stopped demonizing money. Not that I demonized it, but I really thought if you're rich and you have a lot of money and you're a hustler, like, like you're just a bad person, right? You're just one of those selfish people that just, you know, goes and buys your Range Rover, right? And I had this idea and it comes from my history and all my baggage and all the things that I brought with me. And to have this moment of being in a room with incredibly successful women who are still some of our closest friends and we like are just amazing humans, like that can be life-changing. Just that can be the catalyst for seeing, oh my gosh, not only can I go out there and make a lot of money and still stay true to who I am, there's a lot of women and a lot of humans doing that as well and taking that money and doing good. And it was like, I just like decided in that moment I wanted to be part of that. And I have never not been a part of a mastermind since, right? I've always invested time and money in further growth in that kind of a way. So I feel like I'm like so grateful we had that, that moment together, you yeah. know? Yeah, I think that the, I love that you said it. And, and I think people are appreciating because it's so real because I think people do think that thought and I, I often have heard that and I say to people in response, I say, can you think of anyone in the world, whether you know them or not, who doesn't have much money, who is a jerk? Can you think of someone in the world, whether you know them or not, who has money, who's a jerk? And they're at both times like, oh, I guess this person who's out in the world, uh, this that fits that. Right. Can you think of someone who doesn't have money who's really kind and super generous? Can you think of someone who has money who's really kind and super generous? And it's like, hmm, I guess the money's not the factor, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting because, and I've said this before, but Mother Teresa is quoted famously to say, it takes a checkbook to change the world. And it does. And when I interviewed Gretchen Rubin early on in my podcast, and we were talking about money at one point and whether or not it makes us happier or not, she said, well, the thing is, right, if you don't have plenty, right, you have just enough or not enough, it really does affect your happiness and it affects how much you can give. Because I can only give you what's left that I have. So she said, if you're spending all day, right, focused on trying to make enough just so you can put food on the dinner table, you wouldn't have extra time for other people and you wouldn't have extra money, right? So to think that somebody who has money, when you think of how many hospitals, the, the, the names on the hospitals, people who've I mean, helped bring clean water to places, people who get to use now extra free time to invest in their community, right? It's really fascinating the way that the ego and the upper limit wants to make it mutually exclusive, like we have to choose between the two. And there's a line in the Talmud which says that the very first question 
that God will ask you when you go to heaven is to answer for every pleasure that he put in this world that you denied yourself. Because think about how if we really wanted to be humble, we would receive. And you think of moments with people where you surrender your ego, you're receiving in those moments. And the truth is that it's the protective system. It's the, it's the ego that goes, no, 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 no. Because what happens if you were to receive? Oh, uh, now I feel that they're, I'm beholden to this person, or now I don't feel worthy, or now I feel somehow, right? This Again, and what's that? that? What's that unworthiness? An ego. It's your ego that feels unworthy. Your soul doesn't, right? It's this ego narrative story about that's separation. That's not oneness with God, with the creator, with other people. That's, what is that? It's so made up. It's so weird. And so, you know, you, you can be both, right? You can be, it, it's whatever it is, right? Money is like electricity and water. It is a resource. So there are people with lots of water who are kind, people with lots of water who are nasty, people with lots of money who are kind, some with some are not. It really, it's, it's what are you going to do with it, right? What are you going to do with it? And I think whatever resources we have, they enhance whatever is there, right? So somebody who is not a person of integrity, right? The more that they're, right? The more life and resource and energy they're given, they just become more of that sometimes, right? And same thing with a person who has a lot of integrity, the more it's just, woof, boy, do they, boy, do they go in that world and just set it on fire in the best way, you know? So these are such important conversations. And if anybody wants to be a coach and wants to know more about working with this gorgeous woman in a container so that she can help you build your business as a coach, you should DM her. Yes, yes, yes. For sure, DM me. I feel like if you're in this conversation, you're in it with us, like DM me. And I loved that. I love that <laughs> Kathy literally texted me like, what are you doing today? Let's go on live. And I'm like, um, I mean, yes, I'm always, always down to chat. But it, I, I love you for that. And I love for you, you for always being so supportive and always wanting to create these worlds where people are where you are giving money and helping facilitate things that you really believe in. You know, that's the thing at the end of the day, there are going to be people out there, especially if you're a coach or you have a good, or you have a product, people are going to buy it. They're going to go buy it from someone. They're going to go get that problem solved from somebody. They're going to take their hard earned money. They're going to give it to somebody. At least, you know, you're going to do good things with it. At least, you know, you're going to give them your all. So I would say, show up, let them give that money to you so that you can be that good that good vibe in the world, you know? Yeah. I mean, how much more can you just remember that you can be giving away, right? And also just to remember that filling yourself up, right? Treating yourself to like, okay, so you could get two nail polishes and they're similar colors, but one, you just love the bottle and you just love how it feels and smells. It's like, get it, right? Get it. Because the more you treat yourself, the more you rise, right? The more you hold yourself in this way where you're like, I am the daughter of a king. Like I walk through the world with grace, right? I give myself that. I treat myself the way I would treat my own kid, the way I would treat my friend. You then give other people permission to live into this, right? And live into that way. And 
it's so gorgeous. You know, the, the more self-realized you are, the more you light up the world. And the world doesn't really need another person who's not quite living their life. The world doesn't need another person who's still kind of apologizing. The world doesn't need another person who, you know, still doesn't order dessert because they're going to save the $16. The world, we've got a lot of that, you know? What we need is the person who goes, this is what I feel like saying. This is what I feel like wearing. This is how I feel like showing up. I love looking at myself. I love looking at other people because here's the secret. You can't love other people more than you love yourself. It won't work. You might think it's working until you find out it's codependency and it's not working. So love yourself, make that money for yourself. And then, yeah, if you want to be able to do more yummy stuff with it, I have no doubt that you will, right? The, especially the better you are taking care of yourself. So this was such a fun conversation. See, Kelsey, you're like, I don't know, how are we going to be doing this? I'm like, it's going to be so good. Anyway, um, follow Kelsey right now if you're not already following her, because she will be a daily dose of positive love and such helpful, true, like, wisdom for you and growing your business and, and living a life. I would say before we hang up, I just want to say, not only do you have a phenomenal business, but more than really anyone I know, your life, your life is a testimony. Your life, the way you and your husband genuinely love each other, the way you live for the moments at the supermarket with your girls is so rare and so gorgeous. And you can be, you know, looking at somebody's business and not really know the way they live a life. But the way you live your life to me is such an ambassador, right? It's just, you're such an ambassador for, for I think what's really, really like worthy of being envious of and wanting to emulate. So keep going. If Kelsey is Kelsey Murphy, if you're looking for Instagram, if you, if you look it up here, you'll see her. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much, Kat. I love you. And I love your community. You've got the best community in the whole freaking world. You really do. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I love you so much. Thank you guys for showing up last minute. This was just fun. We popped on. It was great. Bye.